This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, uh, you're always here because, I mean, you're you're one half of the best podcast in the world. But, uh, you know, I for some reason, words just aren't working for me today. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, you you watched that opening a couple times. This is, I mean, usually you don't get it done on one first take, like or the first take, I should say, because just something happens. Whether oh, we forgot to record, or you just said, hey, welcome to WNP, because you like to do that sometimes. Um, but but it's it's all right. We we get it through. You guys don't hear that, so you can just pretend we didn't even say that. But I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, we we just had had a fun interview. Uh, I'm looking outside. And I'm seeing some snow, so everything's just kind of really going good today. Yeah, everything's very peachy, and today's episode, uh, you're not going to hear as much from us. I'm sure that's kind of a relief for you guys, but uh, we've got a great interview. Uh, Last Thursday, we had Doc Emmerich. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. This week, we've got Ethan Cardwell, and uh, I thought it was an awesome interview, Chase. I don't know about you. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking with him. Oh yeah, it's great. Like Cardsy, uh, you know, he, he's he's a good, he's a friend of mine. He he's a good dude. Uh, he's he's a hell of a hockey player too. So you know, I, I met him working in Saginaw. He was playing for the Spirit. He ended up getting traded uh, last season, part of the Ryan Suzuki trade. So he's in Barry now. Um, he, he's 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 gonna be definitely one of Barry's go-to guys this year. Um, kind of shocking. Like that he, you know, in the position that he was last year, he wasn't drafted. You guys will hear a lot more about that on the show. But yeah, I mean, Cardi's a hell of a dude. He's a character. He's got his own podcast as well. Um, it, it, it was just so much fun. Really hoping that we have him on the show again soon. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about uh, his hockey career and a couple other careers that he actually may have the chance to pursue uh, later on. And it's crazy. He's only 18 years old and he's already got like three potential careers where he already has a great start, which is asinine sitting here at, uh, I was about to say 32. I'm not 32 (laughs) years old. Oh my goodness. You're 32 years old. Just finishing up your last year of undergrad. That'd be an issue, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, that would have been crazy, but uh Yeah, I mean, it was a great interview, and uh, we'll just hop into it now. I really hope you guys enjoy the Bolts broadcast exclusive with Ethan Cardwell. Joining the Bolts broadcast today, uh, we have current Barry Colt forward and co-host of the Showbound podcast, Ethan Cardwell. What's up, Cardsy? What's going on, Chaser? Uh, Thanks for having me on today, boys. Oh, yeah, no, we, we appreciate you know, making time for us. Uh, you know, I, when I found out that you were doing that uh, podcast, I, I came across it on Twitter uh, when you first did it. I was like, I, I mean, this is just a match made in heaven. I heard what you did uh, from your couple games when I think you got sussied, uh, and then you were calling games with Joey for a couple games. Um, is that what happened? You got sussied, right? Yeah, I got a dirty slew foot. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty big <laughs> slew foot. I got uh, my first suspension in the league. Uh, I got two games, so then Joey's like, do you want to come do some color commentating? And I'm like, well, I can talk decently well, so why not? Let's give her a try. And then uh, sure enough, found out I don't uh, don't mind my uh, voice on the mic, so then kind of carried on from there. Yeah, no, you, you sound good, and, and, you know, it, it's a hell of a show. We'll talk a little, a little about that more going on. Um but yeah, if, if you're good to go, we're just hopping to some questions for you. Just get right into it. Yeah, let's do it. 
Alrighty. Uh, so I, I guess I'll take the first one. Uh, just, you know, c- kind of tell us about your life leading up to your uh, career in the OHL. Uh, yeah. So it's it like, basically I live in a small town called Curtis, Ontario. Um, it's like 35 minutes east of uh, Toronto. So a lot of hockey here, hockey's main sport for everyone. And uh, for me, I uh, just kind of played all the way up in my hometown uh, for the Clarington Toros. Uh, fortunate enough to uh, be on a good team with lots of, a lot of great players and uh, a lot of great mentors through the years. So uh, got me to kind of where I was going into the draft season. And then I uh, was fortunate enough to uh, be drafted by uh, Saginaw in the second round. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Karzi, only being 18 years old, already killing it on the podcast. And like you said, drafted to the Saginaw Spirits, second round, uh, 33rd overall. That's pretty awesome. What was the priority selection day like? How was that whole draft process going? I was pretty cool. Like I, I had an idea I was going to be a uh, an early pick. Um, so I, did, I didn't know exactly where. I had a good feeling on Saginaw. I had a few good talks with them. And uh, we both were very interested in each other. So I was super pleased to, uh, to have been drafted by them. And uh, no, it was a great day. I had uh, mo- the majority of my family over, um, got to celebrate with them. So it was pretty cool and something I'll never forget. So how, how quick did you get over to SAG? I, I, know, I know some people, uh, like the, the draft usually happens in April. So, that, you know, if there's playoffs going on, they'll try to come out for a playoff game. Did you get there kind of quickly or uh, did you wait till kind of the summer? No, dude, like I, I signed five days after, um, five days after the draft. I had already, it was like the day after the draft and um, they called and said like, we got a uh, contract ready for you, ready to sign. I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So it, it moved pretty quickly, got down there. Unfortunately, they lost to the Sioux that year. So they were out of the playoffs, didn't get to see a game or anything, but uh, got to go. Me and Lenny signed at the same time. So we both went down. Took a tour of uh, Saginaw, the rink, uh, potential billet houses and stuff like that. And it was all a great time. So, yeah. Decent little draft class there for Saginaw, huh? Perfetti the first round. I got you and Lenny as well. You guys were both second rounders, right? Yeah, Lenny was like 26th, I'm pretty sure. And then me at 33. We had a good one. Yeah, not too shabby. So, I I remember specifically your first OHL goal in Erie. I I assume you you remember that day, right? You remember that goal? Yeah, I remember a little bit of it, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know why. I, I just, like, for a first career goal, uh, you know, playing in the OHL, you, you're just, you're kind of recently caught playing a few games, not getting a lot of ice time. But then you just went in, you had a two-on-one. I think it was, uh, I think it was you and Bert, Albert McNash, uh, two-on-one, and you just kind of selfishly pulled it back and just ripped it. Uh, you know, so, like, how memorable like, is a moment like that for you? You know, so whether scoring your first goal in the OHL or, you know, maybe if you scored a goal internationally with Canada at all, like, how memorable are those types of moments? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, anytime you get your first anywhere or your first milestone, whether it be 100 games, 300 games, uh, first hat trick, anything like that, it's, uh, it, it's obviously a special moment for you. And, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence in myself as a player, so – me coming down on a two-on-one. I think it was with Bodie, actually. So this is a highly touted. Yeah, it was, it was Bodie. So, <laughs> so I knew, like, I knew I had to bury. Like, I, I, there was no other choice. Like, I can't miss on a two-on-one with Bodie. So I pulled her back and ripped it. And uh, sure enough, was lucky enough to find the cage. And I think it, Bert was the one who picked up the puck for me. 
Okay. Okay. Just yeah. So you really looked away a world class, just second round, recent second round draft pick. <laughs> I mean, if you if you didn't score on that, yeah, you, you were getting benched. So yeah. You well, yeah, it's all right. Good accuracy on the shot. Oh, that's funny. Absolutely. Now I want to talk about your move over to Barry. Uh, you, you finished, I, I would say, pretty decently. You know, a point per game. Uh, got a four goal game in there as well. Uh, what was it? that really helped you go on a heater towards the uh, the end of the season there with Barry? Was it the change of scenery? Was it something else? What were your thoughts on that? I wouldn't say change of scenery or anything like that. I really enjoyed my time in Saginaw and whatnot. So I think it was just an increased role. I was playing uh, more minutes, PK, power play, five on five, just a lot more minutes uh, consistently every night. So it uh, it kind of helped me with my confidence. I knew I was a great player and I knew that if I got in the right position and played the right role that um, I would succeed. So that's kind of what happened. And, and then my points and my offensive side of the game started to flourish once, uh, once I got there. Yeah. So for, for anyone, like, I mean, I don't know how many of our listeners know much about OHL hockey or about you as a player. Uh, you know, you're, you're a, clearly you're an offense first kind of guy, but you, you don't shy away defensively. You don't shy away in the corners. You're, you're a tough kid. You're, you're pretty fearless. You're obviously overly, overly confident as you've mentioned yourself. Uh, yeah. But you know, and even with that, with that end of the year production, I thought you were going to be a lock to be a draft pick. Um, you know, but for some reason you did not, you did not get drafted. You ended up being a undrafted player, of course. Um, I, I'm sure it's not the most fun thing to talk about, but it happens. Uh, you know, you, you still got time coming up. Still have two more draft cycles. So, what is uh, you know the experience so far being an undrafted player? Uh, even though you have some clear talent, like what has that taught you? Uh, yeah, like you said before, I thought. I thought I did enough to get picked and uh, obviously wasn't lucky on that day. It didn't go my way, but uh, no, I, I, I really loved it. Like I, I don't really care what anybody thinks of me as a player. And um, so this has really given me the opportunity, especially with this extended off season. I'm a lot stronger. Um, I'm a lot bigger. I'm a lot faster. I'm coming in as a lot a big difference, uh, big difference in my game coming in this year. And I'm going to be a totally different player. And a lot of people are going to see that. And uh, I can't wait to uh, have the opportunity to uh, prove a ton of people wrong here and then laugh at them. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to have a, have a huge role on Barry, I would assume this year. Uh, I mean, the way you ended the season kind of hard to believe not to, I, I have a very hard time believing that you're going to get pass up yet again. Uh, you know, you've got an incredible amount of talent. Um, and do you kind of have any like expectations for yourself this season, you know, with, with a shortened season and everything? Yeah, depending on how many games we have, um, I don't want to say numbers-wise, but I have some ideas in my head on what I want to do, goals I want to achieve as the team, as a leader on this team. I kind of I know uh, know my role is want to uh, really develop, like help the younger guys out and uh, build this team for the next two years as we got a chance to uh, hopefully win a uh, Memorial Cup here coming up in Barrie. Fair enough. Absolutely. And Garzi, we see that competitive fire coming out of you. Uh, I'm sure you get some of that from your family, uh, with your grandpa, your dad, your uncle, all playing some pretty high levels of hockey. So my question, uh, what's it like having mentors like that in your life? Um, and, you know, learning from players that have made it from such a, or made it to such a high level of hockey. Yeah, it's obviously a bloodline thing. And, uh, trickles down to me and it's pretty cool um 
it's not necessarily a thing like I look up to necessarily or anything like that. It, it's just kind of second nature for me coming from a hockey. But uh, it's definitely nice their feedback and uh, in situational play and stuff like that. I can uh, get feedback from them and like situations that they were in just to kind of relate like my first trade and stuff like that. Just going through that and taking some uh, some of their experiences to help me out. Absolutely. So I, yeah, so, so I know you, you, you kind of talked, you know, a little bit about your off season, uh, just having more time to train. Normally an, an undrafted player, especially someone of your caliber would be invited to camps. So since obviously it didn't happen, you know, what has the process been? Have you, have you talked to any teams at all? Have they, you know, expressed any possible interest? Like what's that, how, like, how's that working in a year like this? Uh, yeah. So like I've gotten, I've talked, like I've been in contact with like a few teams, like a few scouts I developed a relationship with over the uh, draft year just said like listen like nothing you can do obviously you're a great player just kind of like a build-up text uh which I appreciate them taking the time and everything but um no I'm I let my agent kind of take care of all that stuff uh if there's teams calling and whatnot uh I've kind of learned from the draft that uh any hype you hear online or whatnot doesn't really matter and uh, you just have to play the best you can every night. So I've kind of put all, all that aside, not worried about what anyone really thinks of me anymore, and just really try to become the best player that I can be, um, whether it's working harder than anybody in the gym, outworking people on the ice, and just uh, developing my overall game. So that's kind of been my, uh, my goal for this offseason, and I've really overachieved from uh, my standpoint. I love to hear it, man. Yeah, for sure. And last hockey question we got for you. Um, do you compare yourself to anyone? Do you have a comp? Do you model your game after anyone? And, and don't give me something stupid like uh, they did Rob Gronkowski for Matthew Kachuk, I remember, in the, uh, what was it, the 16 draft. Don't give me something yeah. stupid like that. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Joe Montana. Um, <laughs> No, um, yeah, I've modeled my game after, and a guy I kind of like his play is Travis Konechny on the Philadelphia Flyers. He, he's a small, smaller guy, not not a uh, undersized guy, but smaller, but he competes. He's a right-handed shot, and he's got a quick release, and he's uh, got the fastest boots on his team. So he likes to use his speed and uh, use his competitive edge to uh, create an advantage over the opponents. Love that comp. All right, so – uh, you know, we're, we're going to move away from, from the hockey talk a, a little bit here. Um, but before we talk about the podcast, uh, I, you know, I remember from our, our time together in Saginaw, hearing that you're a pretty decent golfer. Uh, so uh, what, I don't know what your home course is, uh, but, you know, what, what do you average on your home course? What's the best you've ever shot? Um, so the best I've ever shot in a tournament is 65. It was 700. Um, so that's my low in a tournament. But uh, – regular play i've shot a 63 before um well that's on a real course like i've shot like like a par 70 i've been like 62 61 i'm pretty sure but i don't really consider that a uh, real score but no I'll, I'll normally i haven't played like competitively in now like two years ever since i kind of went to the ohl but um no i'll still play i'll be around par if i'm playing well a few under if i'm playing bad a few over so just around there but uh, it's still a lot of fun to uh, play in the off season i mean have you ever thought about like turning that or tried making it into a career like after your playing like hockey playing days yeah i had some discussions with some schools before 
Um, I signed in the OHL and it, it's obviously still an option that's there. Um, but the way I kind of thought about it was golf's there forever. You can, you can pick up golf when you're 30 and try to make it. And yeah. hockey kind of hit this window from 18 to 24 to become a pro and uh, make your money and uh, make your mark in the league. So I think uh, this is the window that I need to hit for hockey and something that's uh, been a focus of me uh, for me and uh, something I'm going to follow through with um, for whatever reason, if, if it doesn't work, definitely golf could be an option down the road. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. And Chase, you're going to have to get some tips from Cardsy because you're 20 over every week. Isn't really doing you well. I'm uh, brutal. <laughs> I, I'm probably the worst golfer on the planet. I, I can drive the ball. All right. But when it comes to my short game, Holy hell, it's embarrassing. Uh, once I get on that putting green, I, I lose it. I need to go uh, get some tips at the putt-putt course from the nine-year-olds. But, uh, Cardsy, let's move on to the podcast here. Um, you, your, your, your better half, Michael Raskin, I mean, just like Chase, his better half, Mike. Um, yeah. How'd you, how'd you guys meet, uh, and what brought you guys the idea of doing a podcast like this? Yeah, so he was – it was similar to actually like kind of what Chase was doing in uh, SAG. Like he, I'm pretty sure he was an intern for Barry while he was taking courses from Brock, if I'm correct there. And no, uh, he was working for uh, Barry as a media guy. So a little bit different, but uh, no, he uh, texted me in the off season. It was legit like a week before our first episode came out. And he just said like, listen, do you want to do a podcast or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like sounds fun. Like I don't have much going on right now. And didn't expect too many, too much of it uh, at the start. And then things kind of took off right away due to some good guests and uh, some good content. So then things have been rolling ever since. Got some great guests coming on. So it's been, uh, it's been a little bit uh, of a shock, to say the least. Um, but, no, I'm super happy about it and uh, hoping to keep things going in the right direction like you guys got going here. Yeah, you know, speaking on that, like you guys are shooting up. I know, at least in Canada, uh, shooting up the the hockey podcast boards there really quickly. Where are you guys at currently? Uh, we're normally bouncing around in the top ten. Um, we were uh, we were at um, number three there. Uh, hit number three. That's when we had our episode. It was it was posted on TSN, a few clips and bar down and whatnot. So it gave us some good publicity. And from there, our uh, viewers skyrocketed. So ever since, we've had a good following. We're normally bumping around in the top 10, like I said, and uh, our highest has been three. So we're definitely going to try to chase down chicklets. But, I mean, that's a uh, pipe dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for, for sure. I, I mean, uh, not not bad for a pigeon like you. But, uh, you know, moving on, to, <laughs> moving on to some of the people you've had, uh, you know, you, you've gone from Quentin Byfield, Cole Perfetti, Ryan Suzuki, Owen Tippett. Brett Wilichka, and I also have an Ivan Prostatov one coming out pretty soon. That one hasn't come out yet, correct, as of us recording? Yeah, no, the, the Ivan one dropped. I'm not sure when this episode's dropping for you guys, but uh, it's currently Tuesday. The Ivan one drops tomorrow, Wednesday. And then uh, okay. coming up, we have Rob Shrimp on next week too, which should be a oh. really cool one. Yeah, he, he's going to be a really good one, so we're excited about that. Might, might have been the sickest OHL player ever um but, yeah honestly so but like you know how much fun is it to have you know these boys on the show um you know and how do you feel they they do in terms of like you know comfortability and answering questions with you guys compared to maybe being on tsn or sportsnet i think it makes it more of a loose conversation because i've built such a good 
relationship with a lot of these guys and yeah. uh to kind of have them on they they can loosen up tell a few stories and whatnot have a good time and then uh but with we'll, we'll see how it goes uh we have shrimp coming on this week and it should be obviously a great interview a lot to hear about he's had a amazing career a lots of ups and downs that he's going to talk about i'm sure and um no, we'll see. I think it'll still be fine. I think both Rask and I have a good personality and make it easy to talk. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we've talked about two possible careers already with you, a professional hockey career, a professional golf career, uh, only 18 years old. But let's bring up another. Uh, if for some reason stuff doesn't go as planned, would you ever consider going into a career with media? I mean, you've already got uh, top three on the billboard, so uh, that's pretty nice there. Yeah, it'd definitely be something to consider down the road. I'm not necessarily the brains of the operation in the sense that I'm not as witty with um, technology and whatnot and building our brand online and promoting and stuff like that. I I tend to have a good trait where I can talk well. Um, people tend to like hearing me talk for whatever reason. I don't know why. but um, Me neither. I know. Yeah, I I can imagine you hate hearing me, Chaser, when I'm in your ear all year and sag. Oh my but, um, God! Just sitting, especially you know when when you're you're call up, just sitting in the press box. You know, I think we got this rookie coming up. He's just gonna say you're quiet. Oh my God! You don't shut up. <laughs> yeah, I like to give it to Chaser. So, um, but yeah, no, it could definitely be a potential thing, like maybe media broadcasting and stuff like that. Uh, all things to consider down the road. Sure. Yeah, no, for, for sure, man. Uh, so, really, we, we've kind of got one final thing for you. We, we appreciate you uh, coming out and giving your time, and we'll, we'll give you an opportunity to kind of say whatever you want and plug whatever at the end, too. Um, so, uh, you know, we, you're you're someone, you're, you're super outgoing, super confident, super friendly. Yeah, you know, your teammates, your coaches love you. You're great with the fans, you're great with the media. And you're also, you know, you're active in the community. Uh, you know, you're involved in a charitable organization called Hockey Gives Blood. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's um, so it's an organization uh, presented by Canada's Lifelines, and basically it's just to promote uh, blood donors. And obviously, everyone needs. Uh, if everyone could give blood, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, I'll promote here while I can, I guess. So uh, yeah, definitely give out, uh, go and give blood. Uh, it doesn't do anything really to you. Um, you won't feel any effects uh, necessarily, or at least I didn't. And uh, it gives the chance for somebody's life to be saved. So it's a great cause and uh, something everyone should get behind because it's so easy and simple to do, but uh, it makes such a big difference in uh, others' lives. Yeah, no, uh, love, love to hear it, man. Love, love you know, this, this, this is why, uh, honestly, uh, you were one, one of my favorite kids in Saginaw. Uh, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're a hell of a guy, you know, you're super outgoing and uh, you're, you're just a true, genuine good person as well as being sick of hockey. So, um, Mike, you got anything else for him? Um, not really. I mean, I just got to say that was the, uh, you, you buttered his biscuits more than my mom did on Thanksgiving. That was, uh, uh that was some compliment there, Chase. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate I, I, the kind words there, Chaser. I mean, as, as much as, as I want to trip this kid, I, I, I love this kid. I, it's hard. It's hard for me to keep doing it. So Carsey, we, we really appreciate, appreciate you coming on. Uh, anything you want to plug, go right for it. Yeah, no, just, uh, keep going boys you're headed in the right direction as i know we're both on the podcast grind trying to go up the charts just 
keep putting in the hard work and uh, good things are going to happen. You guys got something great going here. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, we appreciate it, Carthy. Thank you. All right, and that was the interview with Ethan Cardwell. We want to thank him so much for coming onto the show. And, uh, boy, what a time it was. Uh, a lot of fun. And even after we stopped the recording of the interview, we talked to him a little bit more. And uh, I got some awesome stories on Chase because, obviously, Chase uh, worked alongside Cardsy. Cardsy was on the ice where he was in the press box. So uh, a really fun time even off the call. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, he's... As, as you know, I talked about it earlier in the show, and then as you know, I've told you hundreds of times. Like the, the dude's an all-time character. I hope you guys realize that. Um, you know, he's he's got, he's got a great voice. He's just he's he's very charismatic when he's talking. You know, he he's someone that's it's easy to listen to, and you trust him what he's saying. And uh, you know, whether he makes a career in playing and broadcasting or in golfing, you know, he's going to be successful in whatever he does. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it, it seems like we may have some more uh, discussions with him as recently we did a interview with Jack Thompson, the third round pick of our Tampa Bay Lightning. And Cardsy was there sitting in the room with Thompson. And, uh, you know, I think we uh, we're on the verge of making a, a big bet for World Juniors. Yeah, so kind of kind of a podcast versus podcast type of thing. So you know, we promoted uh, show on the podcast on on this. You know, that's Cardsy's show. Him and Michael Raskin. Uh, you know, we might do just kind of a little little friendly world junior bet where, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm assuming they'll take Canada and we'll take the U.S. Um, or something along the lines of that. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, we got something fun coming there. Yeah, absolutely. And we just mentioned how we got to talk to Jack Thompson. That was an awesome interview. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I don't know, close to 30 minutes. That episode will be released on the Monday after Christmas. So that Monday between Christmas and New Year's, uh, that episode will air then. Uh, Our next Monday episode, we are going to be talking about World Juniors, our predictions, and everything that goes with that. Um, Also, I don't know what we're thinking, but we might make that beneficial on that show as well. So um, that's really it for updates going forward. We got Jack Thompson and two episodes from now, uh, our World Junior episode next week. And uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. And like we said in the last episode, guys, uh, Thursday is Christmas Eve. We will not be coming on um, next Thursday. And then the following Thursday is new year's Eve. We will not be here then either. So, uh, only two Monday releases in a row. And then, um, the, the new year will start and we'll start back up, but, uh, some craziness going on. We're really excited for where bolts broadcast is going and, uh, we appreciate you guys coming and listening. So chase, if you don't have any other words, let's give them an outro. I mean, you, you said all the words, so I can't say anything. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoy these interviews. Uh, you know, we, we want to get more interviews going. We, we feel like it's just you know it's a unique perspective, and we hope that you guys can really enjoy that. Uh, but if you'd like to go on Patreon, on Patreon, we'd really appreciate that. You know, it shows us your support in a, in a different way than uh, listening and sharing the podcast. You know, it's it's nothing nothing's expected, but it is greatly appreciated if you want to help us out that way. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. While you're at it, you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Uh, you know, we do a lot of football talk there, so that should be a ton of fun. Uh, check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts of the network right there. 
Boom. Just click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, just reach out to us, whatever whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, we, we, just, we really appreciate you guys listening and hope that you guys stick with us. Absolutely. And uh, again, guys, polls. Forgot to get a reminder out there in this episode about polls. They're coming back next Monday uh, with the World Junior episode release. So be ready for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for coming by. We'll talk to you guys next time.